A good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful 11th of July, 2023. Come up the Tuesday rant of the Crusty Heck podcast. Violence on the TTC and the mayor's solution. Trudeau wants to send 2,200 troops to Latvia and rage over a T-shirt that was seen with a politician and just a regular dude at the Calgary Stampede. All that and more coming up on this Tuesday rant of the Crusty Heck podcast. Listener and viewer discretion is advised because I smoke cigarettes and drop the F-bomb. Oh, my. All that and more coming up. Please stick around. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. From Western Canada. This is the Krusty Canuck Podcast, a Canadian veteran's point of view on political, social, economic issues, and life. Here's Krusty. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tuesday, July the 11th. Hope you've all had a good week. I know I have. I am your host, Krusty Canuck, on this beautiful 11th of July. And if you like and hear what you see, please click like and subscribe and share this content all over your social media platform. And if you feel like donating, please donate too. So as the title card said, yes, in uh, recent events, we've had some violence on the Toronto Transit uh, system there too. There was a young man by the name of Moses Lewin, 25 years old, a man who's been in and out of the system, who has wanted in other crimes, apparently got into a fight with somebody on the subway and was well, yeah, I think he actually stabbed somebody, too. I'll leave links in the description for you all to follow. And uh, Olivia Chow, uh, Toronto's new mayor, has weighed in on, uh, <laughs> on what we can do to curb the violence in these transit systems. Her suggestion is pretty straightforward. I'll put a uh, card up here and I'll read along with you uh, in a moment. But uh, we're seeing this a lot lately, ladies and gentlemen. We're seeing this a lot when it comes to violence and when it comes to uh, gangs when it comes to thuggery and there's a lot of catch and releases going on too you can thank the likes of bill c71 i believe and c75 uh our justice system is just releasing people at random uh for no apparent reason other than um i think racial profiling to be honest with you um from the social justice uh, warrior doctrine that's plaguing our country as we speak um someone breaks a law they get arrested, they get detained, they get released on bail, they break the law again, they get arrested and detained, they break the law again, and then they commit a heinous crime. Yeah, they run somebody over with a vehicle like that poor sap there a few years back who killed 10 people who claimed insanity when really he was just a sicko. And uh, to other people that are holding on for dear life to justify their crimes because of uh, their backgrounds. It's, it's really, really sad, ladies and gentlemen, how things are turning out. But I, I think the people out there there's a silent rage brewing, too. But I'll just set this uh, article up for you here, too, uh, and what's been going on with the uh, investigation. Now, this is from the blog TO. Uh, this is basically a very, very left-leaning uh, 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 format, uh, media, you know, paper. Uh, but you decide. I'm just going to read along here and uh, see what you guys think. So um, let's say blog to people blaming Olivia Chow for the subway stabbing, stabbing, even though she isn't mayor yet. Well, she is mayor. She is in charge. And there is a video in this article, too, there, ladies and gentlemen. So I'll cue that up for you later. 
or you can read it yourselves. Another violent incident on the TTC has Toronto asking who's to blame for the decay of safety on public transit. Many are finding ways to somehow pin Thursday's stabbing on the broader crime problems of public transit on a mayor-elect Olivia Chow, who hasn't even taken office yet in a bizarre disassociation from reality. Chow was elected mayor uh, June 26th in the city of Toronto and will not take office until July 12th. She has yet to implement any of her policies, including those regarding transit. However, that doesn't stop your critics from blaming her for each and every incident that occurs in the TTC. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of tweets on this thing here, too. Among Chow's most vocal critics is former mayoral candidate Anthony Fury, whose hard right conservative stances only managed to sway 35,899 voters, or 5% of the total. Now, firstly, blog to yo. He's conservative, yeah, but he's not uh, hard right. He's a common sense man. He's a family man, too. So it's amazing how a lot of these woke individuals, these writers, are always hoping to catch someone who's hard right. Oh, you're so hard right because you disagree with our mantra. Right? Problem is, um, <laughs> they've had violence issues before on the TTC. And former Mayor John Tory, you know, who stoop and hit one of his assistants in the name of privacy during the pandemic, you know, he was getting some on the side where he told everybody to stay home and, and mind their business. Uh, he tried to put police into the TTC. And that was only a temporary solution. Now, I remember as a young lad, yes, when I would visit Toronto and ride the subways, it wasn't hard to see a cop anywhere. It wasn't an issue. You'd always see a couple of police officers around this station or that station. So they were not hard to find. So obviously it is a political thing that's been, that's been going on. But I'll read some more here too. Um, from Anthony Fury, one of his tweets was, a top concern I heard on this campaign trail was that people don't let their kids take transit anymore. They don't feel safe. Olivia Chow consistently ignored or downplayed these safety concerns for partisan reasons. But the time has come for her to admit we need more police. And rightfully so. And on this tweet here, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to watch it, you can. Like I say, a fight broke out. It was almost like an MMA fight. But uh, Buddy got stabbed, which was kind of scary. So with her case of trolling your genuine belief, comments blaming Chow flooded Twitter on Thursday. And afternoon, following the subway stabbing that left one man in hospital and shut down Line 1 subway service for much of the day. So uh, there's a lot of tweets in, in this article that you, you guys can read on your own. Chow has spoken about the incident, suggests that mental health issues are the root of the problem, and stating that she plans to add social workers to the TTC. Okay, now there's the meat and potatoes of this story. Okay, social workers. Okay, now young man, is that your blade? Oh, is, is that your blood? Oh, is what you're doing, is it really, really right? How do you feel? How do you feel about what you're doing? Is that going to solve the problem? <laughs> is that your blade? Is that your blood? <laughs> really? You know, somebody who is armed, doesn't matter what mental capacity they're in or what's on their mind, okay, this individual has been in trouble before. And I'll leave an article in the description for you, for you all to read too about this guy's background, okay? Now, forget the racialization. I am so sick and tired of the racialization when it comes to these issues here. They have to worry about the downtrodden or about the so-called marginalized, okay? It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. You take a knife with you for some reason. One, you're trying to protect yourself because you might live in a rough neighborhood. Or two, you might need it for work like I do. I carry a knife with me when I go to work because it comes in handy. When I have to cut some string, cut some twine, move some dirt around. You know, sometimes repair my truck comes in handy. But if I have to ride a subway and carry a knife, 
It's one of two things, to protect yourself or to cause some shit. And when you look at this guy's track record, he's caused a lot of shit. So it puts the justice system in perspective there, too. So like I'll say again, Chow has spoken about the incident, suggesting that mental health issues are the root of the problem and stating that she plans to add social workers to the TTC, a stance her critics argue isn't enough to curb the trend of violence. Well, do you think? Like I said, is that your blood? Is that your blade? Now, do you really want to do that to somebody? Hmm? Do you really want to do that? Like, <laughs> it just goes to prove that a lot of these woke individuals who try to get down to earth and try to make people feel special really, really deserve. Exactly. Even hours before the stabbing, another video circulated of a man smoking crack on a TTC vehicle was met with similar comments stretching to blame the mayor-elect. Of course, not everyone is sitting idly by and letting these opinions go unchecked. So that's pretty well self-explanatory, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, I will leave this article in the description for you guys to read along. Uh, but when it comes to the meat and potatoes of getting any kind of job done, okay, it doesn't matter if you're mayor-elect or you're the mayor or you're the reeve, or the superintendent of whatever division is in that part of the city. You got to look at things for what they are. And we, we got to start stepping up. And we got to start being hard on these criminals for a very, very good reason. Why? So they don't offend again. And where people can be safe. Shit simple. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Tuesday Rant, episode 215. Violence on the TTC and the Mayor's Solution. Trudeau wants to send 2,200 troops to Latvia and rage over a T-shirt. Well, I'll get to it at the end of the show. Anyway, carry on. <coughs> Excuse me, too many cigarettes. Yes, Justin Trudeau wants to send 2,200 troops to Latvia. So can you maybe think that something is in the works? Hmm. 2,200 troops. Now, I've displayed on my show numerous times uh, the lackluster performances we've had from our leaders in regards to our military, uh, especially uh, the civilian leaders, government and bureaucrats alike. Yes, all these boards making these decisions about what kind of kit we should have and what kind of uh, equipment the troops should get and all this. And, uh, you know, the first airplane that we're going to get is going to be delivered by 2026. Oh, my. So three years from now, we might get that brand new fighter jet we've all been waiting for. Oh, sounds sexy. Said nobody. Now, you've heard me rant and rave about my time in the military, what I've seen, what I've done, what my friends have seen, what I've done, and some fallen comrades out there that I have saluted and think about from time to time and what they have accomplished and what they've done and how they've inspired others to be better people. And when I see our prime minister bragging about sending 2,200 men and women to Latvia to be on standby, it makes you think, right? This government has done nothing great for our military. Every veteran I've talked to has had to fight, submit papers, submit this and submit that just to get this benefit and to get that benefit while our politicians in ottawa are entitled to such such great benefits after six years of service i'll save that for another uh, episode there ladies and gentlemen uh, but i think you know my my point is that trudeau is trying to sound like a big shot with other people's money now canada has spent roughly about eight and a half billion dollars on the ukraine war effort 
Now, I'm all for helping the little guy. I'm all for helping those people that really, really need it. But there are men and women in this country that need it too. There are soldiers that were going to put their asses in the line and they need the equipment. Now, every government that I can think of since 1968 has ignored it. But I'm not trying to sound biased or partisan here, but the only government that actually really stepped up and tried to make a solid difference that I can think of was probably the Harper government back in the early 2000s when Stephen Harper took over the portfolio, like how they all like to say, the portfolio of the portfolio, and actually bought us some decent planes, some decent vehicles, made sure we had bullets and beans on the front. Okay, But I'm not trying to favor Harper here. I'm just recognizing the actions that were committed because I was serving at that time. And I know because I was in Afghanistan doing the deeds, along with some of my friends and some of my brothers and some of our fallen. Anyway, carry on. The, the prime minister is just basically wasting our fucking time looking like he really cares. Okay? That's all. Looking like he really cares. And, and, and for what purpose? Hmm? We don't have a pot to piss in. And I'll be blunt. We don't have a pot to piss in. It's been super difficult the past three years for a lot of our troops to get the equipment they've needed. Right. Especially the troops going back and forth to Latvia and Poland and helping out and training here, training there. There was issues with helmets, issues with vests and issues with our men and women trying to feed themselves because it just wasn't in the budget. OK, now there's lots of articles on the CBC that were going to prove that, too. And I really as much as I hate using the CBC, I will leave a CBC article uh, for you all to read uh, basically what he is doing. Our beautiful little sock puppet of a prime minister trying to uh, tell us exactly <coughs> what he means. But he never says what he means to begin with. You know, he, he never does. So I'll just read along here for you as all, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So Trudeau announces plans to more than double size of NATO deployment to Latvia. Okay, that's great. Yeah, great, Justin. Thanks a lot, buddy. Now, plan to add 1,200 troops in Baltic country could take three years to complete. Well, see, that's the thing. It doesn't matter if it happens in three years or three months. We've got to upgrade things first, buddy. Canada plans to uh, more double the size of its contribution to NATO mission in Latvia by adding 1,200 military personnel to its contingent there. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced Monday there'll be a gradual deployment of troops and some new some new equipment <laughs> to create a persistence present in the Baltic country. Canada's roughly 1,000 soldiers deployed to Latvia right now with extra forces, including 15 Leopard 2A4M tanks. The contingent will swallow 2,200 over the next few years. The full deployment won't be complete until 2026. Just as we get our new fighter jets, oh, joy <laughs> paradise well whatever anyway the liberal government has earmarked 2.6 billion for the deployment over three years but is taping or tapping into previously announced funds from the 22 2022 federal budget 1.4 billion uh to pay for it okay so you just gave away the past year and a half eight and a half billion dollars to one little nation and yet the canadian forces has to Wait for 2.6 billion oh, <laughs> over three years. <sighs> Is there light at the end of this tunnel? Anyway, time will tell. 
Trudeau made the announcement at Camp Adazi, the military base near Latvian capital of Riga that houses the existing Canadian contingent. He was joined at the press conference by Latvian Prime Minister Christianis Karns and Defence Minister Anita Arnand. Yes, oh, isn't she a real gem too? I have an education. But you can't understand humility, lady. Go figure. This is the way forward in modern defense, Trudeau said. Almost a dozen countries from across NATO are cooperating, training, working alongside each other, and learning valuable lessons from each other to make our collective defense stronger. Canada and Latvia signed an agreement Monday, the so-called roadmap for creating this NATO brigade. Following Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine, leaders of the Western Military Alliance agreed that summit last year to turn battle groups based in several Eastern European countries along the border with Russia into full combat-capable brigades. Canada has been in charge of the multinational battle group in Libya. It was established in 2017 to deter Russian aggression in the region. Uh, I'm not going to let him, you know, I'm not going to just do that. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I just don't, uh, I don't buy his bullshit. I'll let you read along anyway. Uh, I just... <laughs> Like it, it's all dog and pony. It, it's all a dog and pony show. It has nothing to do with defending this country. It's it's all for them. Okay, it's all for them to look and feel like they're really making a commitment for our benefit. <laughs> and it's all making the rest of us go really, especially us vets, especially people that have served, and some of my friends that are still serving today. Some of the rumblings I would hear back and forth. Why can't we get this? Why can't we get that? What's going on here? What's going on there? Right. I remember these rumblings, too, uh, up until the 2006 election when Paul Martin was in charge. Oh, we're going to try this out. We're going to try that out. We're going to wait two years before this comes into effect and wait three years before that comes into effect. Right. So you see the priorities, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to defense of this country. OK. We all heard Trudeau back in 2018 tell that young corporal, you know, you're asking for more than we're able to give. Bullshit. We know it. They know it, and you know it, folks. My wonderful audience, you know it, too. To my Canadians out there, you know it, too. And there have been politicians that have said, well, some of our constituents just don't want this, and some of our constituents just don't want that. And it's like, well, is it? are you sure? Have you actually done a proper poll where you've asked every constituent, what do you think about our military in this country? Do you think we should upgrade it? Right? Meet that 2% GDP as NATO has asked for for the past 40 years? Right? Or should we just sit in our hands and wait and let our friends down south look after our sorry asses? It's great to have an ally. It's great to have a big cousin out there to watch your back. But we got to start watching our backs, ladies and gentlemen. And we got to start doing it pretty quick. So we're going to start electing leaders that really give a shit about us. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen, back on the Tuesday Rant, the Krusty Canuck Podcast, episode 215, Violence on the TTC and the Mayor's Solution. Trudeau wants to send 2,200 troops to Latvia and rage over a T-shirt. So, yes, it's been in the news recently uh, in regards to what's been going on uh, with Alberta politics. Daniel Smith under the uh, harsh light of, uh, of a certain T-shirt. Yeah, somebody uh, wore a T-shirt that basically said straight pride. You know, you all came from a straight couple one way or the other. And uh, something about bad laws, but I'm not going to sit and <coughs> dwell in it, dwell in it, dwell on it. But uh, there's an article here 
uh, from global of all places. Okay, you know what does what message does Daniel Smith, uh, a straight pride photo, send to Albertans? And this is what it was too. It was just a photo that really had, you know, no 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 issues uh, in regards to anti-gay or anti-this. It was just a T-shirt that somebody wore that a few people just don't agree with because, oh my goodness, what's going on with the world today? Because there's so many hurt feelings out there. So I'll say again, what message does the Daniel Smith straight pride photo send to Albertans? And most of the Albertans I know really don't care what you do. You know what I mean? A controversial photo of Premier Daniel Smith posing with a man in a straight pride t-shirt the Calgary Stampede this weekend is causing a stir. Smith's office released a statement Monday saying the premier didn't read his shirt and obviously doesn't agree with his message. Okay, so whether someone's trying to cover their tracks or someone just can't admit to just how they feel. Smith's office released a statement on Monday saying the premier didn't read his shirt and obviously doesn't agree with his message. She has always been clear she supports the LGBTQ plus community and will continue our work to make sure they feel safe in our province. The front of the man's shirt reads, thank a straight person today for your existence. Above the classic male and female stick figures. Below, straight pride. And the back of their shirt says, good people disobey bad laws. Now, I don't know about you, but how does that say anti-gay? Honestly. How does that say we disagree with your lifestyle? We don't want you to exist. We want you to die. How does that say anything of the sort? Okay. What is terrible about that man's t-shirt? What is terrible with that T-shirt, period? Doesn't matter if Daniel Smith's seen with it or Pierre Polyev's seen with it. We've seen our prime minister in blackface. We've seen our prime minister pose for really stupid photographs. Okay. We've seen our prime minister in many, many costumes, pretending he really cares. Yet you're worried about somebody at the Calgary Stampede, you know, saying that good people disobey bad laws. I think he's referring to all these laws that are being pushed down people's throats in the name of this transgender trend. How kids are being sliced and diced on a weekly basis in the name of affirming care. When it's really you're just trying to change society to fit someone's narrative. Right? We know all this garbage. You can't, you know. So needless to say, there is nothing wrong with that shirt. And it's just they're making monsters out of nothing, you know. It is unconscionable that Premier staff will let her take a photo with someone representing such views, said Dr. Christopher Wells, an associate professor at McEwen University, probably one of the most woke universities in Canada. Say, I think it's very concerning and disturbing, said the Canada Research Chair for Public Understanding of Sexual and Gender Minority Youth. What you're seeing here is people trying to legitimate these views as they were the dominant views in society. Well, regardless of how you feel about a man and a woman, getting together, having a baby, and creating the species that we are today, what does it matter? There is still no anti-gay, anti-lesbian, anti-bisexual, anti-trans stigma with that shirt. If people can spend a month celebrating their sexual identity, why can't a man wear a t-shirt celebrating his? What is wrong with that? It puts in perspective the inclusion model we keep hearing about. Love is love. Include us. Accept. Tolerance. Yet how much tolerance was coming out of that? I'll let you decide, my good people. I'll let you decide what kind of tolerance comes out of that. This just is, this is ridiculous. 
to make a long story short, it's the new trend that's going on right now. The new trend of victimhood and how dare you say this and how dare you say that. And especially coming from so-called academics at McEwen University. This is what I got to say to you, Professor. Fuck off. <laughs> that t-shirt does not display any kind of hatred. It is a different lifestyle. It is just a basic lifestyle, just like a gay couple or a lesbian couple or a bisexual couple. Lifestyle choices. Whatever happened to being inclusive? Diversity, integrity, equality. Huh? There you go. So it goes to show that we want equality, but not for you. We want equality, but not for them. We want equality, but you better agree with us or else. That's what I get out of that story. <clears throat> and if that gentleman might be rude or gruff, whatever, he's got every right to express himself, just like all the naked people did during the pride parades. And there's lots of pictures online there, ladies and gentlemen, for people to see of grown men walking around with the gay pride colors and wings, naked, the ding-dongs hanging out, right? They're allowed to express themselves, so why can't he? It's that simple, right? It's that simple. Anyhow, in some uh, more positive news, ladies and gentlemen, I will be going live with the fine people at Northern Perspective. Yes, Cypher and Fox. They put on a great channel there on YouTube, and I will be live with them this Sunday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So please tune into that. Uh, they'll probably be asking me questions, interviewing about my life and all that good stuff and what have you. But I will be there. So on the live stream this Sunday evening, July 16th, uh, 9.30 p.m. Eastern and 7.30 p.m. Mountain. So please check us out there. Uh, they're a great couple from the East. They do wonderful things and they speak their minds. We may disagree on certain policies because I'm more libertarian. They're more conservative, but when it comes down to the brass tacks of it all, we all want the freedom just to do our own thing and not worry about what the government says, not worry about regulation, and definitely not worry about people's feelings. Like I said about the PSWs, is that your blood? Is that your blade? Like, did you really have to be violent? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Is that your blood? You know? I just, <laughs> I just shake my head at the mentality of some of these individuals calling the shots. Right. Uh, there's also an article uh, going on. That I, I had it saved. I don't know where I put it, but uh, the Kane Taxpayers Federation weighed in on how many positions that the Trudeau government has put together, bureaucratic positions since 2015. And the number they figure is 98,000 bureaucratic positions all in the name of government. So when you listen to a lot of these lefties talk about, oh, there's there's no inflation, there's lots of jobs, right? Bureaucratic jobs, jobs brought to you by the Canadian taxpayer, not by private industry, not by a private company, but the Canadian taxpayer. So to all these uh, harpies out there talking about how uh, the inflation is just in our imagination, and we're doing really, really well. Those individuals who have the bureaucratic jobs are doing well, while people like you and me, are struggling. Anyway, on that note, if you like and hear what you see, ladies and gentlemen, please click like and subscribe. Share this content all over your social media platform. Uh, I would like to thank everyone who came out to my last show. Thank you very much for your comments. 
Oh, big round of applause for you all out there too. You guys are wonderful. And especially to my rumblers out there. I'm also getting a, a lot of feedback on my Instagram page, my Twitter feeds too. So all my Twitter followers and Instagram followers, thank you. Round of applause for you all. There you go. Right on. You guys are awesome. Uh, to my rumblers, please add some more comments if you can too. Spread it all around your social media platforms as well. Help us Canucks out there get some great uh, uh, great exposure and uh, help us along too with maybe sharing some paola you know uh, and that's where this part of the episode i'd like to say ladies and gentlemen can you please consider donating um my wife and i had a couple of conversations in regards to our currency we're not going to beg uh, i don't believe in begging and i'm not going to sit here and demand currency but if you can find it in your heart if you want to give something to crusty Gannett podcast it is much appreciated give what you like you don't have to. I'm not forcing you to. I make this podcast to get my words out there so you, my wonderful audience, can think for yourselves and make your own decisions, as we all should. Uh, but if you feel like donating, please donate. Links will be in the description. Uh, I use the Buy Me Coffee app quite a bit. It's just uh, less politics. There's no red tape with it. They get a percentage, and I get a percentage, which basically makes it fair for everybody, too. So please consider donating to the Resting Podcast. And check out my shop, too, if you can. Links in the description as well. I got hats. I got T-shirts. I got swimsuits. I'm actually trying to work on a fancy toque like this. I had a couple of fans write me some emails asking me if they can get a fancy toque like this. And I actually got this toque at Walmart about a few years back. Uh, but uh, they would like the toque with the flag. And Krusty Canuck on the back of it, too. So I'm working on getting those made as well for a decent price. So you, my wonderful audience, can actually own one yourself. So once again, if you feel like donating, please donate if you can. I really, really appreciate it. And check out my shop, too. Buy some merchandise if you can. Like I said, summertime, so we got T-shirts, hats, swimsuits. we got uh, paraphernalia, all with the Krusty Canuck logo on it. So you can enjoy it and uh, be part of the show. But with saying that... This has been episode 215 of the Tuesday Rant, the Christian Podcast. Uh, this Saturday, I'll have another episode up. And once again, I will remind you all to join me this Sunday with Northern Perspective, Cypher and Fox. They put on a great, uh, great video series. And their last live stream is really cool. I really enjoyed it. And I'll be super lucky to be part of their live stream this coming Sunday. So please come on out, say hi to both of them and say hi to me. And do what you can to be part of the show. But like I always say, ladies and gentlemen, do what you can to help each other in these trying times. Don't be shy. You know, solutions are simple. It's just trying to get rid of all the half-assed answers. You know, half-assed answers that have held us back with all regulations and red tape and terrible leadership. And you and I and all of us deserve a hell of a lot better. Don't you think? Right? Hey, right? Don't you think? We got to get rid of these ass clowns. We have to get rid of these uh, really dull and stupid regulations, especially when it comes to taxes, and especially all the guys that hold on to their pearls and say, Justin's doing a great job. Well, he's not. Right? And uh, like I said on one of the uh, <laughs> Northern Perspective live streams, uh, these leaders couldn't lead a crap to a diaper. So, But like I say, ladies and gentlemen, if you like and hear what you see, click like and subscribe, share this content, all of your social media platforms, and uh, just pass the word. You know, let us Canucks stand together and fight the C-11, C-18s, and C-36s out there that want to censor Canadian content instead of promote it, because we know the truth. But like I say, look after your friends and loved ones, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for all the warm comments. And remember, humanity and merit wins the day. 
Take care, and I'll see you this Saturday. Bye for now. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. This has been another episode of the Krusty Canuck podcast. Stay sane and thank you for listening. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck podcast.